And when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were, dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when the sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. They heard them speaking in their own tongues the wonderful works of God. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? But others mockingly said, these crazy followers of the dead Jesus are a bunch of drunks. Welcome to the Another Chance Podcast. I'm Brian Sussman. Well, greetings, my friends, and thanks for joining me, Brian Sussman, in this, the Another Chance Podcast. And I like to say another chance because the God we serve is not just the God of a second chance. He's the God of another chance. If it were just a second chance that he gave us. Well, I don't know about you, but I blew through mine a long time ago. I am recording this podcast on Monday, May 17th, 2021. This is Shavuot on the Jewish calendar. It's also known as Pentecost. Shavuot means weeks, W-E-E-K-S, weeks. Yesterday was seven weeks after Passover. Today is 50 days after Passover. Now, the Jewish tradition is that 50 days after Passover, Moses was given the Torah. Moses was given the first five books of the Bible. So back in Jesus' day, this was a very, very important holiday. They were celebrating the giving of the law. And isn't it amazing that the Christian tradition is we celebrate 50 days after the resurrection, the giving of the Holy Spirit. The passage we began with as I started off this podcast was from Acts chapter 2. It describes the follower of Jesus being together on Shavuot. There was no work to be done on that day. It was like a Sabbath. It was and is, by the way, a day devoted to prayer for Jewish people. Jerusalem was and is packed on this day with observant people from all over the world. And again, there are many wonderful Jewish traditions associated with Pentecost or Shavuot. Tradition says that King David was born and died on this day. And that Ruth became a follower of God, the God of Israel, on this day when she said, Your people shall be my people, and your God shall be my God, and where you die, I will die. In fact, the entire book of Ruth is commonly read in synagogues on this very day to honor that tradition. And it's, it's a wonderful tradition that I would recommend all Christians partake in as well, because the book of Ruth demonstrates that God 
responds to the cry of his people. One of the Hebrew titles for this holiday is Zaman Matan Torah, the seasons of the giving of the law. As the rabbis believe, again, as I mentioned, that the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, were given on this day, the day of Pentecost, the day of Shabbat. So isn't it fascinating that this is the very day the Holy Spirit was given to the followers of Yeshua? But wait, there's more. In the second chapter of Acts, we see the festival of Shavuot fulfilled in some remarkable ways. And it's no coincidence that God selected this festival as the day when he would send his Holy Spirit. So we read in the first chapter of Acts that 120 disciples had gathered together to pray and focus on God's word. And they were waiting in obedience to Jesus' commands from Acts chapter 1, verse 4, 5, where they say, where it says, where Jesus says, for everyone to not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, John the Baptist baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So it was Shavuot. They're waiting in Jerusalem. It's, it's a Sabbath. They're not doing any work. They're committing themselves to pray like all other Jewish people are doing. And my goodness, <laughs> the promise of this Holy Spirit was about to descend And it fell upon the disciples on the 50th day after Passover. It was a new revelation, the fulfillment of God's promise to pour out his spirit in the last days. As Peter reminded the crowd that assembled as the followers of Jesus were baptized before their very eyes in in the Holy Spirit. Now, it's interesting because according to rabbinic tradition, the soul of every Jew throughout history was present at Mount Sinai when the law was given. And each person, it's as if to say no one has an excuse, the law is written on your heart. And so here they are now in Jerusalem with these these followers of Jesus, and as the Holy Spirit descends, they're hearing the given, giving of the law in their own native tongue. When the Holy Spirit was given at Pentecost, 50 days after Jesus the Messiah died for our sins, those who listened to the disciples preaching heard this new revelation in their own native tongues. I mean, can you imagine what it would have been like during this, this first awesome Shavuot? Now, there were naysayers. We'll hear about that in just a moment. But this was a messianic fulfillment. I would say like no other, but maybe like no other, certainly to date. So let's continue here because there's also an offering that takes place on Shavuot, two loaves of bread. And... I contend they symbolize Jews and Gentiles coming together in the unity of the Holy Spirit to work together, hand in hand, arm in arm for Jesus until he comes again, empowered by the Holy Spirit to share the good news of Jesus Messiah to the Jew first and also to the Gentile 
as we read in Romans chapter 1, verse 16. But getting back to Acts chapter 2 now, this is so exciting. Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, preaches the first messianic sermon to, to all those present. And he uses the very scripture they were all familiar with, what we call the Old Testament. That's all they had. There was no New Testament. He was using the scriptures that they were familiar with, and he begins with the prophet Joel. And he says this, And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. That's what everyone just witnessed. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men dream dreams. And on my maidservants and on my men servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs in the earth beneath. Blood, fire, vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness, the moon into blood. And of course, they saw something just like that just 50 days earlier when Jesus was crucified. Remember that? Before his resurrection. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Oh, hearts were cut to the quick when Peter said that. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves know. Him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands, have crucified and put to death, whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that, she, that he shall be held by it. For David said concerning him, can you imagine? Peter was fired up. And now he launches into yet another scripture. This is Psalm 16. I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Therefore, my heart rejoiced and my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh also will rest in hope. For you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You make me full of joy in your presence. Oh, he has everybody's attention. They're familiar with this passage. And then he continues. Men and brethren, he says, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Messiah to sit on his throne. He, foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of the Messiah, that his soul was not left in Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus... God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses. Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this which you now see and hear. For David did not ascend to the heavens, but he says himself, and again he quotes another passage, this is Psalm 110 from David. 
The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make enemies of your footstool. They were all familiar with this. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. And when they heard this, they were cut to the heart, the Bible says. And Peter and the rest of the apostles said, what should we do? (laughs) What do we do? We've never gone down this road before. What are we supposed to do? Well, Peter doesn't miss a beat. He says to everyone, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus, the Messiah, for the remission of sins, and you too shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. Wow. The Bible goes on to say that fear came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. (laughs) Uh, It also tells us that on that particular day, about 3,000 souls were added to the believership. They received his word gladly and they were baptized. And it goes on to tell us, now all who believed were together, had all things in common. They sold their possessions and their goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple, they were very devoted to God. They had received his Holy Spirit. Certainly the Torah took on a brand new meaning to them all. And breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church, the assembly of believers, daily those who were being saved. Friends, you can be as religious as you want to be. But without the Holy Spirit filling you to overflowing, your religion means nothing. You see, God gave us the Holy Spirit, our counselor, to empower us to live out what the scriptures share. You can't do this on your own. You can't do this on your own strength. I know so many Jewish friends and family members who think, well, you know, if I, I'll do my best to keep the law. I'll, I'll celebrate the holidays best I can. I know I do a lot of bad stuff, but I'm, I'm going to do a lot of good stuff too, and hopefully the good will weigh out the bad, and at the end of the day, I'll make it into heaven. But you know, there are, there are many Christians like that as well, or many who claim to be Christians like that as well. I'll just, I'll just do good stuff. I'll do a good few good things, a few good works, help a few people here and there, and, and you know, I'll make it into heaven. Can I tell you something? If you have received Jesus as your Messiah, if you have proclaimed him as Lord, if you believe and you have been baptized, the Bible says you will be saved. And you just no longer need to be baptized with water. You need to be baptized with his Holy Spirit. The Spirit needs to fill you 
so that you can live this wonderful life that he has called you to. You'll never share the good news effectively without being empowered by the Holy Spirit. And these new followers of Jesus, this new movement of Messiah, Messiah maniacs, (laughs) they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they have changed the world. And I think now more than ever, this world needs a change. I think we are heading, well, certainly, we've never been down this road before in terms of current affairs, in terms of world culture. My wife saw a a bumper frame recently here in California that said 333 on the top and the bottom of the frame said only half evil. Can I tell you something? If you're half evil, you're all evil. But people are boasting of their evil ways. But I hearken back to that scripture that was shared by Peter from the prophet Joel on that first day of Pentecost where it says, Before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord, it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. Lord, use us. Fill us. Fill us and use us to share the good news boldly, with confidence, and with love. In your Son's name, amen. This is the Another Chance Podcast. Thanks for joining me, my friends. I'm Brian Sussman, and until next time, may God richly bless you. And may God richly bless the United States of America.